Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, Valley Sports fans. Wake up, everybody. Join the party. The party already in progress. Did you say it's Tuesday? It's Tuesday, (laughs) not Wednesday. (laughs) Inside joke. Old school sports radio inside joke. Uh, Okay. Mm. I'm I'm just smiling (laughs) and nodding. Let that hang right there. I love inside jokes. Hopefully one day I hope to be a part of one. Yeah. (laughs) One day you hope to be on the inside, Jared. Is that right? It is Jay Crowder night in the Valley, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Jay Crowder night in the I mean, valley. I had thought of it previously. I just hadn't thought of it today. Yeah. How will Vinny introduce Jay Crowder as a member of the opposition? Well, he's not going to be in the starting line. Uh, that's so a good point. That. Yeah. So I that was that. a huge sticking point, but apparently it's okay if you come off the it, bench in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee? Yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah. I don't know if there's going to be, like, when Dario Saric came back, yeah. there was a video tribute. Yeah, there Thank was you, like Dari. I don't think I don't think Jay's going to get that. No, but but at the same time, I I really I really hope that we're not uh, that we're not sheep and just boo him. Maybe. Oh, I, you I know, know maybe they happen. will. Maybe they I, will have a video tribute for Jay. I don't know. I mean, you, uh, he's definitely have, getting. Booed. I hope they have all his highlights from this season with the Suns. <laughs> oh boy, in, in an empty gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How great would that be? How great would that be? Open three pointers. Right. Warring with people on Twitter. Jay Crowder <laughs> is responsible for half of one of the most memorable plays in Phoenix Suns history. That pass will forever be one of the more underrated elements of that play. Mm-hmm. It almost, almost nicked the rim, and to put the ball where he did was so. Essential to that play, the the uh, the salsa dancing, the mocking of LeBron, which to me is all to, one of the all time favorites. It didn't hit people as much as I loved it, but when he kind of did that mug to LeBron, like mocking him crying, yeah. You know what? Uh, other people though, that was all first mm-hmm. year. First year, Jay Crowder highlights. You're right, and you know the, the scrapbook was full of them that year. Yeah. Last year, one of the Suns' most memorable moments came against the Knicks when when Cam Johnson hit the bank three pointer right. to beat the Knicks. Right. And I don't know why this resurfaced again, but the reaction or lack of reaction from Jay Crowder, who was on the floor at that time when Cam Johnson hit that shot, was somewhat telling in in retrospect. Everybody mobbed Jay Crowder. Or uh, Cam, Cam Johnson. Johnson and Jay Crowder just kind of untucked his okay, shirt and I, walked to the 
walk to the bench. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Listen, I just want to say because I might be wrong on this, but I'm just I'm here to say there are two sides to every story. Okay, and and we know that there's also a in a, a a a conspiracy of silence. Both parties have agreed. Okay, look, it is in both of our best interests that we do not air this dirty laundry or yep. these grievances or whatever happened. And both parties have gone. Yep, you're right. Cool. Nice knowing you. Let's move on. And they have. It's yes. been messy. It's been confusing. It's been weird. The fact that the Suns chose to pay him. Don't automatically hate Jay Crowder tonight. Now, I'm not saying he's not the villain or the biggest villain in this story, but we just don't know. And and I'm going to tell you something. Jay Crowder, for a very short period of time, really defined a great era of Suns basketball. Helped define. Yeah. All that swagger that he brought, that, that meant something. So just keep that in mind. I know it's going to be real easy just to boo and to lash out at him. We only know half the story, even if we even know that. Yeah, we might not know a lot less than half the yeah, story. I know. I know. Good so point. there you go. That's just my soapbox thing. So, all right, Jarrett, you ready to find that right button? Can you pull us off? Start the show, Ferret! <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. You know was coming. <laughs> the Splash. The Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The, the Splash. Splash. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Remember all the talk about Clay Thompson being washed? Clay Thompson is very much unwashed. He scored 33 points. That's funny. He's dirty. That's in the funny. first half, Filthy. eight three-pointers propelling the Golden State Warriors to a 123-112 win over the Suns at Chase Center in San Francisco. Warriors led by as many as 25 points in a wire-to-wire win. Suns did make it close in the third quarter. They closed it within three on a couple of occasions. Couldn't get over the hump, and then the lead never got under 10 in the fourth quarter. They lose their second straight. Thompson finished with 38 on the night. Steph Curry, 23. Jordan pull 20. That trio combined to hit 16 three-pointers of the 19 made by the Warriors on the night. Suns, meanwhile, led by Devin Booker's 32. DeAndre Ayton at 27 and 12. Phoenix ice cold from three-point range. They hit just four of 21 from behind the arc. Their lowest three-point total in a game this season. No rest tonight as, yes, Jay Crowder. Mm. Jay Crowder. Love that guy. Once. Used to. Love that guy. (laughs) (laughs) And the Milwaukee Bucks make an appearance at Footprint Center tonight. Nothing like having the last two NBA champs on back-to-back nights in different cities, huh? Giannis might sit out tonight. Look at the bright spot. He had a heavy workload last night. Uh, Tonight's game gets underway at 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app at 98.7. Elsewhere in the NBA on Monday night, yeah, Giannis did score 46 points, grabbed 12 rebounds. Milwaukee beat Sacramento 133 to uh, 124, I think it was. I might have wrote the score down here. Uh, And there was a little... You got the winner right. That's all that matters, And there was a little flap at the end of the game between Brooke Lopez and Trey Lyles. Got ugly. Trey Lyles got right in his face. Brooke Lopez was apparently a man possessed. Uh, Memphis shut down Dallas without Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, and Christian Wood, 104-88. Houston, why not? They beat Boston, 111-109. Uh, you never know. Yeah. What? what? 
<laughs> you never know. It's just, I, you never know. I guess you're right. You never know. Memphis Grizzlies guard John Moran has entered a counseling pr- program in Florida. Still no timetable for his return, according to ESPN insider Adrian Wojnarowski. NBA still investigating Morant's social activity, uh, social media activity from uh, March 4th when he posted a video of him holding a gun while partying in a Denver area strip club. And let's just say uh, one positive thing about John Morant is when he got to Denver, he really stimulated the local economy. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. So much so that they cleaned up with yeah. a rake. Yeah, right. Uh, free agent. He even changed the weather patterns, Vinny. He landed and it started to rain. Staff meteorologist John Morant. Yeah, right. Exactly. Five-hour forecast. <laughs> Lots of stimulation, indeed. <laughs> uh, free agent negotiating window in the NFL opened on Monday. There was a flurry of reported activity. Just not a lot here in Arizona. The Cardinals' the biggest uh, biggest Cardinals-related story. Defensive lineman Zach Allen reportedly signing with the Denver Broncos, where he will be reunited with Arizona, former Arizona D.C. Vance Joseph. He had his best year as a pro last season. Five and a half sacks, second most on the team. 47 tackles, 10 tackles for loss. That, uh, I think, Sarah, you had the details. Three years, 40-something 47, or 45.75 million and 32.5 million is guaranteed. Way to go, Zach. Yeah. Uh, the other Cardinals related yeah. story, the reported re-signing of right tackle Kelvin Beecham to a two-year deal worth a reported $5.1 million. Beecham was one of only two Cardinals to start all 17 games last season. Made news last week on this here radio station when he said uh, he believes Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray needs to be a man and grow up, which created a wave of reaction, including some from teammate Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a lot of reaction to the Kelvin yes. Beecham. We are. And we're going to have a lot of reaction to the early stages of free yes. agency. The reaction to the Zach Allen departure was just perfect small town Arizona. People, yes. all the media from top to bottom in this town all said the same thing. Wow, Zach Allen's a good player, but uh, duh, he's not worth that. That's exactly what we said about Christian Kirk. Making excuses for our owners once again to not pay their own players. Yeah, flurry of activity in the NFL. Don't have time for it here in the Splash, but we'll get to a lot of those signings today. Coyotes hosting the Calgary Flames tonight at Mullet Arena at 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 6.20. Trevor Bowers found a new team. The Yokohama Bay Stars in Japan, according to reports, the former Cy Young Award winner signing a one-year deal. He last pitched competitively with the Dodgers in July of 2021, suspended for 324 games after being accused of sexual assault. That suspension was later reduced to 194 games, but he was released by the Dodgers in January anyway. Uh, D-backs beat the Rangers 11-8 in Cactus League play and surprised Zach Gallen. Started, got four innings of work, yielded five hits, two earned runs, struck out one and walked three. D-backs hosting the Giants today at Salt River Fields. And Team USA bounced back in a big way after losing to Mexico in the World Baseball Classic. They beat up our friendly neighbors to the north, Canada, 12-1 in a seven-inning game last night. Yeah. The U.S. jumped out to a 9-0 lead in the first inning, thanks in part to a three-run homer from Mike Trout. I've heard of that guy. Have you heard of him? He's pretty good. I've heard he's good. His team must be amazing. Uh, The Americans (laughs) close out pool play tomorrow night against Columbia. In the other game at Chase, Great Britain topped Columbia 7-5. Elsewhere in the WBC, Korea crushed China 22-2. The Dominican Republic beat Nicaragua uh, Nicaragua 6-1. And Puerto Rico over Israel 10-0 in a combined eight-inning perfect game. Oi! (laughs) 
Now, yes. Vinny, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw this, but Nicaragua, Nicaraguan, hey, Nicaraguan pitcher Duque Habert. Did yes, you hear about this guy? I did. Okay, struck out Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, and Rafael Devers in the ninth inning of a game. A Tiger scout was saw was there in attendance and signed the kid on the spot. Yeah. Let's go World Cup baseball, yeah. or World Baseball Classic, yes. whatever you want. WCB, WBC. Tigers, he might be the opening day starter. (laughs) My my mother-in-law's response to Israel getting a perfect game and shut out Uh was, they don't know what baseball is in Israel. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There's your splash for uh, Tuesday, March 14th. Coming up next, yeah, it was a uh, wave of three-pointers from Clay Thompson and company in San Francisco last night. Didn't bode well for the Suns. That's straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns Day presented by Globe Ultra. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Vincenzo swings right side to Thompson. This time he's got Booker draped all over him. He's still going to try another three and hit another one, fading into the stands. Clay Thompson hits his eighth three of the night on 12 tries and has 33 first-half points. Suns down 17 again. John Bloom on the call last night. It was the Clay Thompson show early from the very jump. They just started shooting and kept shooting and kept shooting, and the Golden State Warriors get their first win of the year this season over the Phoenix Suns. They staved off. See what I did there? The yeah. Season yeah. sweep, Beck. How about uh, with that? With a 123 to 112 win. Uh, just an impressive. We've talked about this for years now. The Golden State Warriors, namely Steph Curry, but Clay Thompson is obviously capable of it too. Just becoming that demoralizing outside shooting team where mm-hmm. the momentum between players on hitting threes. Now, first, of, first and foremost, you have to be a good shooter to do this. Mm-hmm. But they just get on those rolls where it, it, it will devastate you in the matter of moments. Which I think is... Which I think best explains why they are so good at home and so bad on the road. Because that loving, with all due respect to what's going on at Footprint Center, mm-hmm. uh, that loving they have with that Warriors team, they were getting multiple standing ovations in the first quarter last night. Just ridiculous, and and I think it's because it's because it's a it's a dynasty. It's it's a multi championship winning outfit. It's Steph Curry. It's Klay Thompson. It's probably the best basketball team the Bay Area will ever cheer for, and they let them know it. And I'm watching that in the first quarter, and I'm going, "This is why they are so good at home. They 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 can't get this kind of loving or this buzz or this kind of fuel anywhere else." No, I, I I get it, but the the separation between home and road is so weird. Did that look like a team that had won seven road games all season? No, you, no. You watch them play, and you're like, how are they capable of being that bad or that uncompetitive on the road? Because you see, when they're really clicking, the way the ball moves, the Suns pride themselves on ball movement and sharing and all of those things. Golden State's at a different level when, when they're dialed in on it. Yeah. It looks like they're playing a different sport than everybody else. Yeah, no, listen, I, I totally agree with you. And so I uh, this last night, the first quarter, I think I'm speaking for the both of us when I say this was exactly the game we were expecting. Not the, not the one we feared. 
exactly the one we were expecting, mm-hmm. weren't you? I mean, we all kind of knew, look, the Warriors had not beaten the Suns all year long. There was so much smoke the last time they played. You you, you kind of felt Clay Thompson coming out with the kind of game that he had last night. Well, he got ejected from a game earlier this year. Yeah, and Devin so, Booker kind of broke him. Yeah, so everything was stacked in the Warriors' favor, and that's what the game looked like. And the Suns, to their credit, they fought as hard as they could, and they were very competitive in the third quarter, and the game was what the game was, and and I don't think there's any surprises out of it. The question just becomes a couple things here. What are the levels of concern, real concern, when you take the the Suns team we saw last night and you add Devin Booker, I'm sorry, when you add Kevin Durant, what, what issues from last night might apply to this basketball team down the road? I see two of them. The first one would be Clearly, their perimeter defense is not the same without Mikhail Bridges because the one thing I saw last night watching the Warriors move the ball between Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and then Jordan Poole was he, when he was in the game. When the, when the Suns face a team that's got a, a lot of good perimeter shooters, this is going to be a defensive struggle for the Suns as they are currently built. Yes. Totally nope. agree. There's no getting around it. Mikhail Bridges was such a rangy defender and such a great on-ball defender that without him, that's going to be uh, an issue. So can they be good enough defensively? I think a lot's going to depend on matchup and who they end up going up against. Uh, number two would be the Ramona Shelburne report, not report, uh, TV appearance earlier in the day when she said she's hearing or there's a movement within the Suns organization, whatever that means, that Kevin Durant will not be coming back till there's a couple games left in the season, that they're going to be uber cautious with this. So which I reached is, out. Which is their choice. It's, it's their choice. I reached out and I talked to somebody. I'm not trying to ring alarm bells here, but I'm trying to get to the bottom of, of why, why, why so cautious. There's a real fear uh, with any player. It was, this was what was explained to me last night, that if you get a player who has successive knee MCL sprains, lower body in the knee, that area, that's a sign of a, a lower body that's starting to fail. And there's a fear that getting that second MCL sprain like he did has destabilized his lower body, which would make sense when you said uh, when you look at a guy who injured himself in pregame warmups. Let's hope that's not the case. Injured his ankle, but I get what you're saying. Right, just uh, yeah. your whole lower body's destabilized, and and let's hope that's not what we're dealing with here. But I, that explains the abundance of caution. It's 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 not a reaction to what might be; it's a reaction to what you don't want to happen. <laughs> which. I mean, the second MCL sprain happened before they made the trade. I know, Vinny. I know. <laughs> Listen, and this is what this is what has got a lot of people going. Oh, please, please, no, 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 no. Let, let's not have this be that. Let's not have this be getting a superstar who is right in the midst of a, a major, massive injury decline. Because I mean, you look at it. Uh, the torn Achilles tendon suffered in the NBA Finals. That could happen to everybody. I, yeah, I, that but that was also on the heels of him coming back from a calf strain, and he it pushed it a little bit too hard. It and, was. and people almost expected something to happen. That's right. It was devastating right. when it did, but, but still. But it was. Yeah, you're exactly right. There was a definite element of risk involved in that at the time. Then there was the hamstring strain that kept him out for two months, and there was six weeks from the MCL strain this year. And it, it's funny. This was pointed out too. People look at Kevin Durant's injuries. Look at all three of those guys in Golden State. Look at all of Steph. Curry's injuries. Look at Clay Thompson's Clay Thompson injuries. Thompson missed two years. Yes. 
He, yeah, he's basically missed two and a half of three seasons. So it, it, injuries as guys get older in the NBA, on, this is clearly an issue. Yeah, we'll have a lot on Suns Warriors. Frustrating night for the Suns. They did fight back but couldn't get over the hump. You can text Valley to 620-620, become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. That's Valley to 620-620. Coming up next, the Arizona Cardinals and the rest of the league. Embarking on free agency yesterday. Lots of movement, not so much here in AZ. We'll get into the latest, though, next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. There's always a little bit of extra motivation when you got smacked a couple times against a certain team, but it's more so. That's not what I wanted to play. <laughs> it's Kyler Murray holding back Kyler Murray. He has all the answers. He has the keys. Um, it's on him. You know, I think that the organization has put half a billion behind him because they do trust him. They've tried to surround him with pieces. But at the end of the day, the quarterback is the quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league. Um, and at the end of the day, you're tasked with leading men and being a leader of men. Has he matured? Yes. Can he continue to grow up? Yes. Does he have the capabilities, uh, capabilities of doing so? Yes. So when you ask that question, that's a question that he has to answer, and he has the ability to answer it. And he's the only person that can control it. That's Kelvin Beecham last week on ESPN Radio. Beecham also appeared on uh, Burns and Gambo, a couple in-studio segments yesterday. And uh, the thoughts were the same about Kyler Murray growing as a leader uh, on, on this radio station with Burns and Gambo. Um, you know, when asked what Kyler Murray needs to do to take that next step, the first words out of Kelvin Beecham's mouth were, be a man, grow up. Mm. Uh, that caused a lot of reaction, obviously. We we talked about it for a couple days on this show. Hollywood Brown responded on social media. At the time, to me, and I know we had different thoughts on this, Bick. At the time, it sounded like, to me, Kelvin Beecham right on the doorstep of free agency was going to be the latest of of those former Cardinals who was taking shots, at least at some aspect of the organization Mm -hmm. on the way out. This time, uh, Kyler Murray. And I did not have a problem with what Kelvin Beecham said. I thought he was diplomatic in getting his message across. But here we are now with the reported re-signing of Kelvin Beecham that broke yesterday. Color me a little bit surprised. I'm not speaking for you. I didn't think that was the case. But now you've got a situation where... Is this now part of Kelvin Beecham's to-do list? Is to be the guy who stays on Kyler Murray to try to get him to accomplish what Beecham said he yeah. needed to accomplish? The, uh, the, the, the very reason why that struck me at the exact opposite that day is only because in, in all the years covering the Cardinals, you understand there's a certain type of player the Cardinals love and a certain type of player they reward. And, and Kelvin Beecham is that. He's reliable. He's mature. Um, he's he's present. He's smart. He's a good citizen. He's got philanthropic pursuits. He's a great ambassador. And clearly, he's the one guy who can help bring some accountability to the quarterback. Now, you left one thing out. Though. Which one? Uh, they got him for two years and five point one million dollars. Well, that, okay, that that too, that too. But but what else? Yeah, right, that too. Okay, so yeah, it's not exactly you know. Um, 
Quentin Nelson kind of money. Yeah, so he's okay. not breaking the bank. No, no. So I, I think that in the case of that, that that's what I heard that day. I heard a guy that is going to be rewarded for everything he does, even though his his level of play is good, not great, but his value. I think his value to the team exceeds his individual level of play at the position. And I still th- and I think he's really good. He's one of my favorite players. I think he's uh, a great, great dude. Guys trust him. Yeah, I, I trust him too. I'm a Kelvin Beecham fan. It's hard not to be with the way he conducts himself as a total pro in every aspect. Remember when he lost his mind at the end of the Seattle game? How yes. Great, was it with the Seattle game or the Rams? Was Se- I think it was Seattle. I think it was Seattle. Yeah. It was, great. it was one of the greatest things I've ever well, seen. We're talking about a season that went as sideways as the Cardinals season went to the point where, you know, everybody got hurt. You know, just this unbelievable rash of injuries at the end of the year, wink, wink. He was a guy that was out there. Yep. Every single week. Yep. He and Jalen Thompson are the only two guys that can make that claim. That were there for their teammates and their coaches every single week. Now that being said, is Kelvin Beecham's presence going to help the process of Kyler Murray becoming quote-unquote a leader? It's, it's not going to hurt, but it's it's not the end all be all. No, it's not. No, this is a not. Kyler Murray it's, process. Well, and, and that's the thi- that's the thing. The, the 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 problem here is is even though you you've got a great resource in a guy like Kelvin Beecham, you also had a great resource in Larry Fitzgerald. And if the player doesn't want to come and take advantage of that guy's counseling, mentorship, leadership experience, then that's on Kyler Murray. But that's what everybody that's said too problem. about the presence that's, of Colt McCoy. Yes. The first couple of years of yes. Kyler Murray's career, his yes. backup quarterback was Brett Hundley, who was not that much older than him. Oh, let's get this veteran here and here. He's been mm-hmm. with different teams and what a great influence. When are these influences yeah. actually going to take hold? Yeah, I think I think Kyler Murray is very immature for his age. I don't think that's a crime. I think that happens to a lot of people. I think I'm it, immature for my age. <laughs> I am definitely immature for my I'm age. I'm immature for any age. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I'm it, a grown-ass woman. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one with any maturity here, Gazelle. The um, so that this is uh, this is something where I think that uh, it, all all things pointed to him being rewarded for being that kind of guy, and I'm and I'm glad he is. I it's it, this is as we've talked about and is becoming quite obvious to anyone paying attention. This is definitely going to be a bridge year for the Cardinals. Doesn't mean they can't catch lightning in a bottle. It happens sometimes to football teams. Yeah, and but, I'm surprised that a veteran like Kelvin Beecham would want to be involved in a bridge well, year where if he had interest elsewhere to, to finish his career, he does not, from a football standpoint yeah. only, he doesn't fit the profile of what the Cardinals you know, should probably be plugging in or bringing back. A lot of older people come here with families and they don't want to relocate Vinny. Zach True. Ertz, his wife Life loves it here. So Zach Ertz is going to be forever a happy Cardinal. As long as the Cardinals will have him, Zach Ertz is going to be incredibly loyal to the Cardinal brand. You get older players with families, they come out here, they, they don't want to, their spouses don't want to leave. Yeah, like, true. Wait, you want me to go to Philly? What? But that doesn't mean the Cardinals have to acquiesce to it. No, I Oh, you I like just, it here? Yeah. Here, have a contract. <laughs> no. So um, I thought Josh Jones was going to be the plug-and-play guy right there. Yeah. And he got a lot of experience this past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other news with the Cardinals is their uh, top defensive lineman, free agent Zach Allen. Uh, it was rumored, hey, Vance Joseph and the Broncos are going to come hard after Zach Allen. And guess what? They did. Mm-hmm. And they got him. Uh, the reported deal, $45.75 million over three years, $32.5 million guaranteed, $15.25 million per season for Zach Allen, who's coming off a very good season. 
This is a big, big loss for the Arizona Cardinals. I tend to agree. I was a little perturbed by the uh, local media, top to bottom, how they treated this story yesterday. Not so much because I think Zach Allen is a Pro Bowl superstar, J.J. Watt-type player um, in the immediate future. But everybody reacted the same way. And that reaction was, oh, that money he got, Cardinals were never going to pay him that. Oh, he's, he's good, but he's not that good. This is exactly the kind of thinking that small market towns do to enable small market owners. Now, we can't afford that. Let somebody else overpay for that. It's Christian Kirk all over again. It is at a different position. Zach Allen, and if you think Zach Allen is just an okay player, then you really didn't pay attention last year. He is so quick off the ball. He is so strong. He's got a great motor. He's got really good instincts, and he's a great dude. J.J. Watt loves him. Yeah, another so, guy. So was, don't tell me this is a nothing burger loss. Guy who uh, was a Cardinals draft pick, and in the four years he spent here, yes, he had some injury issues early, but he got better every single year. Those mm-hmm. should be the guys that you reward. I I tend to agree because if you are going to if 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 the job right now is to take some time, rip off the Band-Aid, build depth through the draft, then we all agree this is going to take some time. But in the meantime, who are you going to spend money on then? If you're not going to invest in young players, homegrown players, you're certainly not going to spend on free agents to come here in a year that's going to be a bridge year. There's a reason why the Cardinals are not going to be active in free agency. A, this is not a place free agents are going to want to come in the moment because for competitive reasons, not facility-based reasons. And and at the same time, the Cardinals, can competitively, they're not in a, a space where it would make that much of a difference. I don't know. It, it, so to me, I, this is exactly the type of guy you would invest in if I'm the Cardinals. You would think. but That's just me. It is big money, and maybe they didn't feel comfortable writing that check when this could be a very difficult first year for Jonathan Gannon and his staff. Remains to be seen. It's a big or, He's the highest paid player, defensive player on the Broncos roster right now. Or, or and again, or maybe they've looked at this and then said, okay, you know what? We're going to lose one of these guys. We're going to lose Byron Murphy Jr. or Zach Allen. Let's let's pay Byron Murphy Jr. Let's see what that happens on day two. That might be what that's two, all about. Byron yeah. Murphy is going to get, you know, he's going to get offers too. Mm-hmm. And he might have that. That you know that crossroads moment. Do I do I go back to Arizona or do I go and spread my wings and look at that Christian Kirk example? You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Also, want to remind you the Madness tips off this Thursday. With it comes your chance to win over three thousand dollars worth of prizes in the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Just text Bucks to six twenty six twenty. You get the link. You fill out your bracket and you compete in the madness once again. That's Bucks to six twenty six twenty. Coming up next, the San Francisco 49ers reign supreme in the NFC West. They have questions at quarterback. They have no questions on defense. We'll get into that and more NFL free agency talk next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. I'm a little surprised by uh, Javon Hargrave going to the 49ers. Like, to me, that's a case of the rich getting richer. It's such a good um, defensive line, and, you know, that just shows you how they believe in building the team philosophically. Um, so they lose McGlinchey to Denver, but they get Hargrave. So um, I, I think, for me, like, the 49ers are 
sort of like all in and how they're doing it, and it's been really successful for them. Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN on the uh, addition. Javon Hargrave from the Philadelphia Eagles, who had 11 and a half sacks in the middle of that defensive line. He joins the San Francisco 49ers on a massive free agent deal, and that point that Tannenbaum makes, Bick, about the 49ers defensive line, he joins yeah. uh, Samson Ebicom, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, uh, Javon Kinlaw is the guy in the middle as the backup, um, and then you know go further down their their front seven: Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Aziz Alshire. That defense is absolutely nuts. Loose. They did lose Jimmy yeah. Ward, the safety, mm-hmm. followed D'Amico yeah. Ryan's to Houston, mm-hmm. uh, but man. The, the, the rich get yeah. richer, I think well, it's a perfect way to describe it. And I it. think the 49ers had targeted Javon Kinlaw as a guy that was a little disappointing um, on that front seven. Yes. And they this was a great replacement for him. And they poached one of the better players from the Eagles. And, and uh, the 49ers folks are really gearing up to make a mockery of the NFC West. And, and that's, that's just the cold, stupid, sad facts of it all right now. Well, the other move that they made that, that made headlines for different reasons... They brought in Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, who uh, was a high draft pick with the Jets, didn't work out there. Went to Carolina, didn't work out there. They bring him in, and he joins now uh, a quarterback room where he's the only healthy guy. Brock Purdy recovering from surgery. That surgery finally went down. Trey Lance obviously recovering from a recovering from a key injury that kept him out for most of the year. Sam Darnold, is this the place where it finally clicks? I mean, he's going to have the culture. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was successful there. It seemed like, and I said this last year, and I and I can't necessarily flip on it now based on personnel, that what Kyle Shanahan was doing in San Francisco was building an offensive system and game plan that was not dependent on a quarterback the way other NFL teams are dependent on a quarterback. So maybe this yeah. is the place where Sam Darnold, if he's pressed into duty, especially earlier in the season, can finally have success. I have my doubts because I think Sam Darnold sucks, but we'll see. Uh, there's, 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 there's two things butting heads there. Sam Darnold and his history in the league, Kyle Shanahan and his history in the league and what he's built I, there. Listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a Sam Darnold fan either. I thought he was a mistake from day one, drafted where he was. I, I thought he played pretty well at the end of last year and I just and I like Brock Purdy but after seeing what Brock Purdy did in that system I think Sam Darnold can do it and maybe even do it better now maybe I'm wrong about that we'll find out but I do think that uh, this is going to be a fascinating match between that guy and this offense because mm-hmm. I think you're right because Brock Purdy chances are he might not see the field at all next year um, and so there and this is going to be clearly it's got to be Trey Lance's job to start right you Doesn't think. it? If you he's would healthy, think, yeah. If he's healthy, yeah. But this is um, they're they're in a sweet spot right now. They have got uh, they've got a ton of weapons. They've got a fearsome defense. They've got a great young head coach, and as you said, they've got a system that can compensate for less than elite quarterback. Yeah, they're essentially mocking the rest of That's the NFL at quarterback it. because they're like we're so loaded That's everywhere it. else. That's yeah. it. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's got a new address. He is going to Las Vegas on a three-year, $72.5 million deal. He gets uh, reunited with former Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels in Vegas as the guy to take over for Derek Carr. And again, (laughs) I said very glowing things about Jimmy Garoppolo when he was plugged into the San Francisco offense. And one thing Jimmy G has benefited from in his career so far, Bick, has been in teams with winning cultures in New England and San Francisco. 
You take him now to Las Vegas, and he becomes the starting quarterback. If, and I say this, stressing the if, it's in mm-hmm. capital letters, if he is an upgrade over Derek Carr, it is a very negligible upgrade. Yes. Now, the culture might be better, although Derek Carr, by all accounts, was a great teammate. I, I don't necessarily totally love or understand this movie. I, I don't know. No. Yes, I'm with you on that. I don't know why the Raiders think this makes them better. And I've got respect for both guys. They got better looking. That they did. <laughs> you ever seen that guy? Hey, Derek Carr is no uh, schmuck mudman. He's a good looking. Uh, schmuck mudman. I don't know. He kind of looks like a. He kind of looks like a monster sometimes oh. after, after a game. <laughs> He's Don't no me. Jimmy Garoppolo. No, well, no, no Jimmy. Very, very few people I, are. No, absolutely right. Yeah. So, but but I think Vinny's right about this. If if you're going to let a guy like like Derek Carr go, generally aren't you shooting for something bigger? And maybe they were. Maybe they thought maybe they could get their hands on Tom Brady. I don't know. But I I have a lot of respect for Jimmy Garoppolo. But it, if it's it's a lateral move for the Raiders, and maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe they were just. Maybe it was time for them to try something else. It is funny how, like, nobody is in on Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. You'd think that, like, it'd be a bidding war like it was last year with Russell Wilson. And I don't know if that was sort of like a, you know, they learned their lesson or something. But it's funny how they're just trading these mediocre quarterbacks around the league instead. Yeah. uh, What I said is not necessarily agreed upon by everybody. Mike, another one from Mike Tannenbaum. He's uh, pretty convinced Jimmy G does make the Raiders better. They can make the playoffs. You know, they were in nine one-score games a year ago. And Jimmy G's 40-17 and as a starter. Led the NFL over the last three years at 8.3 yards per attempt. I'm a big Jimmy G fan. I think he'll do great with Josh Daniels. Uh, we'll see if that's the case, uh, and everybody's still waiting. And that's and the, and that's the other thing that I think if if you're looking for how this might work out better, that that brief time that Jimmy Garoppolo had in New England with Josh McDaniels, they, they know each other, and and maybe the vibe between the Raiders head coach and the quarterback, maybe it's personality driven. Maybe they're just not a good connection. Yeah, uh, you, you bring up a good point. Uh, just tons of movement around. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of quarterbacks, and we can get into this later too. The Cardinals could be in the in the market for a quarterback. A couple of those guys that were linked to them as possibilities. Jameis Winston's going back to New Orleans on a one-year deal to back up Derek Carr. And this morning, Taylor Heineke, uh, the former Washington Commanders quarterback, he's going to Atlanta to sign there and probably compete as it stands right now for a starting job in Atlanta with Desmond Ritter. So there's a couple guys you could scratch off the Mm -hmm. list as possibilities. Nothing Mm -hmm. on Jacoby Brissett just yet. Right. Uh, Nothing on Aaron Rodgers just yet. Apparently the Buccaneers are targeting Brissett, but no movement there. Yeah, and it's it's going to be interesting to see because, again, I I think we're all conditioning ourselves to the rest of the league engaging heavily into free agency and the Cardinals kind of not and, and, and all that. But I do think that this is going to be an interesting question, and that is what do they do about a quarterback in the short term? Term for Kyler Murray. Yes. Do they really believe Colt McCoy can get them through a month, six weeks if necessary, half of a season if necessary? Are they in a are they in a are they in a rebuilding mode to oh. the point where they're not going to spend any out resources on anything like that at the moment? That's We're going to find out. Great question. Yeah. I, to your question, though, I think the previous coaching staff would have had faith in Colt McCoy to do that. Yeah, can't say the same thing <laughs> for this coaching staff. So true. Uh, the madness tips off this Thursday. With it comes your chance to win over three thousand dollars worth of prizes in the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Just text Bucks to six twenty six twenty to fill out your bracket. Compete in the madness once again. That's Bucks to 620-620. Coming up next, 
Another ingredient in the Suns' loss to Golden State reared its ugly head again last night. We'll get into that and more next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.